Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 119, and today's topic is Snowfall, season um, four, episode seven, and the title of the show is Through a Glass Darkly. The description reads... Franklin is blindsided. Teddy and Ivy travel to Panama to retrieve stolen cash. That was the description. And this is another part of our snowfall on Friday segments. And February 4th will conclude that and we will be all caught up. And as you know, the show returns February 23rd. And I believe that is a Wednesday night, but let me look because we want to stay updated on everything Snowfall. Let me just take a really quick look. Happy Friday, by the way, my beautiful podcast family. Yes, so it returns February 23rd. It will come on each Wednesday. We'll get 10 episodes, so that'll be 10 weeks. And I will be recapping every Thursday night. I will not wait until the weekend. No, 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 no. When it comes to snowfall, bring yourselves right on over here because we're going to be doing recaps each week. I'm telling y'all, Snowfall is one of my favorite shows that's out, and I love recapping it. This is one of my most favorite shows that I actually do love. Like, I love recapping all of them, but I love recapping um, Snowfall and Narco. So I was so sad, you know, in November that that was the conclusion of Narcos, but they are bringing out a Griselda Blanco next year sometime but yeah the narcos colombia and the narcos mexico i've recapped every episode so make sure you go check that out if you haven't even if you haven't checked out the show hopefully i can get you to enjoy my recaps where i will make you want to go check out the show but i don't have any you know really good church announcements this is going to be um a lengthy episode because i want to dissect this down so it will be over 30 minutes um you can always find me on social media you can find me on facebook alicia shanice instagram alicia shanice reviews you can email me alicia shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com and if you need to get in touch with me you can hit me up on either one of those you can inbox me DM me, email me. You can also get in touch with me if you have um, a recap you want me to do. So you have shows or anything that you want me to recap just to, you know, get my review on it, hit me up. I promise you I don't mind. I'll check it out and then I'll, you know, hook up, um, hit you back and then I'll put my recap up with your request. Um, so any, any way you can, like I said, Facebook, Instagram or email, however you choose. Also, don't forget about those um, public playlists. They are all on Spotify. I have made all of my music playlists that I've made public so you guys can vibe to. It's the weekend. So if you want to like chill with your boo and have a little late night time, I got a playlist for that. If you want to go to church, but ain't got, you know, ain't leaving out the house, but want to hear some gospel music, I got that for Sunday. If you want to have a party and want to have 90s hip hop or 2000s, I got that. If you just want to have a blue Saturday morning, I got that. If you in a rock, I got that. Whatever you need. If you in some good old 60s Motown, I got that. Listen, my music ears, 
my range is long so check out those playlists all you got to do is hit follow and you can vibe to and your music will just be in a nice rotation all made by Shanice okay and um that pretty much sums it up we are going to go ahead and jump into snowfall do not forget to tune back in sunday because we will be recapping power book to ghost episode six and it looks like it's going to be fire okay or is this episode seven it's one of them episode six or seven but it looks like it's going to be straight fire they have been releasing clip after clip after clip and i'm telling you i cannot wait for this um for this it looks like carrie is going to finally get what's coming to her this is going to be episode seven that's coming out so come back sunday so we can break it down and dissect it like we do over here on this platform so on a note let's go ahead and jump into the show and talk snowfall on fridays name is Shanice, and she's the one her name is Shanice, and she's the one. All right, y'all. We about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it like we do over here on this platform and how we get into these snowfall streets. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, I had to do that. <laughs> Happy Friday, shit. I hope y'all got y'all wine. I hope y'all got y'all drink. I hope y'all got y'all tea, water, whatever y'all do. It's Friday. Hell, I got my water and my wine right here, okay? So, the show opens up. We got Jerome and Louie returning to L.A., meeting with Franklin and Leon and Peaches, getting caught up on everything with what's been happening and going on. Louie, she's pissed. She's pissed off about, you know, she like bodies dropping in front of my fucking club. And, you know, Leon like it was only one body. You know, it was Fatback's body who got dumped in front of the club. R.I.P. Fatback, he was a real one. Now, Fatback was a real one. And she's pissed. Franklin, hell, he giving his pep talk. <laughs> he talking about how, you know, Fatback was a soldier. He took the fall. So now Leon off the hook. And everything is going to be all right. Leon going to get back into the projects. Get them back rolling up. And, you know, he just giving up a pep talk. And everybody looking at him like, Niggas, you for real? <laughs> like, you know, he all happy. He all optimistic. Leon, you know, he's still hurting about everything that's going on, about him killing a child, about losing fat bag. Jerome pissed off. Hell, he colder than a motherfucker at everybody. <laughs> Jerome is pissed, as he should. He's been left in the dark. And Louie, you know, she's just not happy about how none of this is going. She didn't want to be in this war in the first place she chose to go with scully in the first place and franklin did the opposite so it's just a lot going on and he like everything gonna be all right you all right unk i'm like cooler than a fan you know jerome is cold and 
they all, you know, he like, well, we got to get on out of here for we be late. And, you know, Leon, like, you know, no disrespect to your pops, but I'm not even in a party mood. So Leon leaves and they all dip off. We see Alton. He is sitting in the car. He's contemplating on the conversation and the threat made from Irene. He's looking at her card. So we really don't know what he's going to do at this point. And then it goes to the opening part. And we see, you know, you can always tell when it's about to be like a danger zone or how deep it's about to be with the snowfall letters. And if you look at the snowfall, the letters, they're all on fire. So, you know, shit is about to get real. So Alton walks into the house. Everybody is like, surprise, you know, it is his happy sobriety birthday which is a good thing. You know, if we go back to season one, we remember how Alton was living on the street. We remember his whole demeanor, you know, so this is a really good thing. Alton has came a long way. He is running that shelter with his heart. You know, he's come a long way. So we need to celebrate him at this point. And we got Sissy. We got Franklin. We got Jerome. And we got mama, um, I'm sorry, we got Auntie Louie. <clears throat> they got some good food ready for them. You know, it's just a good time. The whole family, they're back getting along. Ever since Sissy was jammed up by Officer Nix, that brought Louie and Jerome back. Remember, they were all at odds. So they all sitting down, they talking, you know, they going on and on about how it was when Sissy and Alton was courting each other, you know, when they first got together and how he was a Bible scholar, you know, about the Black Panthers, how they used to talk about everything. And mama like, oh, oh, Jerome, mama wouldn't have, would have hated him. She would have not liked the Alton. And then uh Louie like, I wonder what she would have thought about me. Jerome like, no, you don't. <laughs> Damn, Jerome, you had to cut her down like that. I know you mad at her though. I know you mad at her. Anywho, we move on to the next scene, right? And Teddy gets on a private plane headed to Panama with Ivy. He look half hungover and shit. You know, now Teddy is doing cocaine. He drink Teddy is just doing a lot. Teddy is Teddy doing a lot. And Ivy can tell something is up with him. We also see the same pilot from season three when um Ivy took Franklin over there to, you know, get his money into the offshore accounts. It's the same pilot um who flew them over there. So Ivy always uses the same pilot woman. We go over to the shelter, and we see Wanda Bell is doing good. She's, you know, still looking, you know, more healthier, more cleaner, and she's helping out a lot with the shelter and with Alton, and Alton is trying to get her to find a job as well. So she asked him, like, you know, I've been doing some, you know, been hearing around Franklin. You Franklin, daddy? And he like, yeah, you know, how you know my son? And she like, oh, just from the neighborhood. So we see Alton cares deeply for the people in the shelter. They find the baby crying on the floor. 
which is John's Baxter's child. He is the one who, you know, Alton was trying to help get on his feet and get cleaned up. Remember, he didn't have the diapers for for the baby. He had this older son. So they go outside. They looking for him. They call his name. We see another smoker. He runs past. So at this point, you know, we don't know what happened in the show. But when it goes to it, it shows him john baxter on the side of the building and he is just dead and it fucks alton up like this bothers him he is like no 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 because remember he has been trying with this man and he has been looking out for you know those babies it's just been a lot you know so we get into the next scene and peaches is driving and he's kind of looking out the rearview rearview mirror and he notices him and franklin are being followed so when he stops he kind of gets out the car he's ready to just get the spraying but the car skirts off and you know he gets back in the car he's ready to follow them and franklin like hold on was that they was black right well if they wanted to jack us they they would already did it so it seemed like they knew we was going to meet the plug and it was following us on purpose and plus we didn't already miss the drop it's been so much going on. We about to go make this drop. So Peaches is like, all right. We go back to the next scene and we see John Baxter die from cardiac arrest. And we also see the mom of the children. She's missing too. And she's also on the rock. So it's a possibility that the kids will get split up. Uh, that's a deep dive moment for us. Um, that's very fucked up because that happened a lot in the 80s. Around 1983, 84, that's when crack hit at an all-time hard and people started feeling the effects of it and started getting strung out and, you know, were out on the streets and the kids were left to suffer because they had no one at home. A lot of the kids were being touched on. It was just a lot going on. And then when you had families who had children, they were all separated. So a lot of them who were addicts or women were having multiple kids and those kids were getting put in foster care, different foster care, not knowing any of their siblings or some people who already had their family at home, their kids were getting taken away from each other and they were separating them. So this happened a lot. And that's why I always go to say, when you talk about everything with the black community, this crack era, this really was a domino effect and split a lot of stuff up. And it 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 tore the family style, lifestyle completely up. And it put so many people, so many children in the um foster system. It's very, very sad. We go to the next scene, and we see Leon goes back to the projects. And things have not been the same since him and Fatback have been on the run. The washers are broke. Shit is just a mess. No money going around. And when, before the shooting with the little girl happened, they kept stuff, you know, even though, you know, they was hustlers and they putting the poison out there. But in their in neighborhood, in their projects, they kept stuff organized and in control. They kept it together. And they made sure everybody was good. We see Fatback's cousin, Big Dion. He's in, he's over there in, in, the, in the PJs. And he's been looking for Leon. He, you know, he pissed off. Fatback took care of their family. He like Fatback wasn't no gangster, but he was a real one. And he blames Leon. So Leon, he tries to make stuff right, and Big Dion, 
Shit, he ain't trying to take your money. He don't. He ain't trying to hear all that. He ready to fight. Big Dion take off his shirt. He throw them deuces up. <laughs> and he ready to scrap. He ready to squabble. And Leon just shakes his head and he like, I ain't going there with you, bro. So when he walking away, you know, his homeboy like, man, what we going to do? When he like, man, that's an old head. It's only a few of them left, you know, the type of niggas who... It ain't about the guns. Put the guns down. Let's throw the deuces up. You know, after the eighties, it wasn't no more than that. So he kind of like walks away. He knows what he has to do, and we'll get get there in a minute. So Franklin, he meets up to do the drop with Gustavo in place of Reed, um, who is out of town. Remember, Reed is in Panama, so he left Gustavo as in charge. And he asked him, like, where Reed at and where his whereabouts are. But Gustavo kind of keeps it short. He don't give up no information. He kind of short and sweet. He just ready. To, he just there to do the drop and get back to the office. So, you know, Franklin, me and Franklin, like, you know, when he came to the club, he wanting himself. Don't you think that me and you both need to talk about this? Gustavo ain't trying to hear that. Gustavo think he's CIA hell. So we get to the next scene. And Sissy, she comforts a broken-hearted Alton. He is more hurt for those children than anything. And he was really trying to help the brother John Baxter out. He was trying to get him off the street. He was trying to help him. For number one, they weren't on the same attic. But... Not too long ago, Alton was in the same streets. You know, at least John Baxter was still trying to raise his children, even though he was doing a terrible job at it due to his addiction, but he was still trying. Alton had left the family. He was living on the street. He was sleeping on the street. So he can relate to that. And he can relate to that addiction. He can relate to that falling off, off the wagon. So he really, you know, was trying to look out for John Baxter. And not only that, this 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 brother and his baby sister they are all they have left the mom is out there so he is struggling with this this is hitting him hard and you know he tells sissy like we need to walk away this needs to stop and sissy you know sissy sissy goes straight to i don't want to talk about this you know sissy shit she like I i'm not abandoning my son I i'm not doing it if you get franklin to agree to to leave this we out all of us but i will not abandon my son since sissy seen franklin in that police car on his way to jail and when she went to go visit him and he was beat up and and bruised up from ray ray them jumping him she has not been the same so she will not abandon her son you know and that that leaves alton feeling some type of way himself because this is a deep dive moment and we'll talk more about it next week as well the black panthers were totally against everything that franklin is doing it just is what it is the black panthers stood for community for the community for health care for our own for us to own our own neighborhoods police our own neighborhoods secure our own neighborhoods education this wasn't it and if his character is supposed to be based off of that then of course you know, that's why he's putting so much into the shelter. So that was just, you know, that was a, a rough scene. And, you know, she like, I'm not abandoning my son. Okay, sissy. So we get into the next scene. 
and we get uh, Reed and Ivy. They on the plane. They t- they you know having a conversation. You know, you know how you have a conversation over drinks. Well, they're having a conversation over cocaine lines. Okay, you know that's them. And Ivy tells him he worked for the government and he was a government official in Israel. And he got burnt out. So he's telling Teddy, like, you might need to take a break. I've been there. And I've got burnt out to where it made me mess up badly. And that was in 1972. He was on an operation. And he played some bombs. And it just went bad. But after that, the the most important thing is his superiors distanced themselves from him. And he's basically trying to give Teddy a warning. You're burned out. And when all of this blow up in your face, the government who you're doing all of this for, they're going to turn their backs on you. So he's giving him a warning because that's what they're going to do. And, you know, Teddy, he, he he's impressed by Avi's background of what he did, but he's really not taking heed to his warning. So, you know, that was on the plane. We go back to South Central. Child. <laughs> we meet Shanae and Wanda. They meet up with Man Boy. They got a dead body in the trunk saying it's Lil Lee. Due to Khadija, she didn't put word on the street for 5,000 grand on his head, dead or alive. They open up that trunk. Man boy looks in there. <laughs> Man boy, like, is you bitches stupid? <laughs> oh my god! They like what? <laughs> they like this ain't him. Well, can we at least get five hundred? We had to get a babysitter to come. <laughs> He tells them to go, but they they still try to go out about they need at least five hundred dollars and shit. He pulls that got got out on they ass and get to speak in their language and they take off and he is pissed. So we get into another scene. We see Jerome Jerome. He at the club. He looking at some speakers, and Leon walks in. Now, as soon as Leon walks in, Louis like Franklin ain't here. He like, I ain't come for Franklin. I came to, you know, holler at Jerome about something. And Jerome like, you know, what's up, young blood? And so, you know, he talks to him about the OGs that he's having issues with. And Jerome breaks down how shit works, the politics of the gang culture. And he tells him, like, look, the OGs, the real OGs, is not about the money. It's not about the colors. It's really about the community. It's about the respect. And, you know, I know how to deal with them. They looked out for me when I came to town back in the day. So, they talk. They talk. He tells them, like, look, you're going to have to make shit right the right way. Fat back took care of them. So, he tells them, like, you know what, I'll go there with you to help smooth stuff over louis like um you think that's a good idea it's a it's a bullseye on his back 
fucking Jerome. Like, look, you said we had to make the damn money for your CIA man. So unless you want to go to the projects, you need to be ass quiet. <laughs> Jerome is Jerome is hurt. Jerome is hurt. And his he probably feels more comfortable with Leon than anybody at this point. Due to Franklin and Louie left him and Leon in the dark. They have had this whole thing going this whole time, and they left them out in the dark. So he's probably going to feel more comfortable with Leon anyway at this point. He's pissed off at Franklin and Louie. He ain't trying to hear nothing, you know, they got they got to say. So this is probably where he wants to go. Him and Leon have something in common. They've both been in the dark about all of this. And I always said them two should have never been in the dark. Not them two. So after that, man boy goes to see Khadija. And she talking about Diamond and Dallas. That's your name and Wanda. They good people. You should have just gave them the money and paid them. <laughs> he like, what the what is wrong with you? I already got a plan in motion and you gonna mess it up. And you know, she goes off like I wouldn't have had to put my plan in motion if you or Scully would have already handled this. So they kind of get into it. They go back and forth and she storms out and he gets the throwing shit. He is pissed, as he should, if he got a plan he's working on, but as she should as well. Her daughter was murdered. So they both they both got a point. We go into the next scene, and we see Alton is at the bar and He's kind of staring at a drink, and he has just had his sobriety birthday. But he he does only order a club soda. Now, he's at the bar to meet with Irene, who I'm sure this was intentional, that she asked him to meet at a bar so she could set him up even more because she knows that he's a recovering alcoholic. See, this is the type of game she plays. But he was strong, and he did not order a drink, but he did sing a song, and he sung a song and he, he he told everything and she promises that this will not touch his family and she presses record and he sings a damn song of what's going on now another deep dive moment i understand him being upset as he should as he should like i said the black panthers didn't stand for this um also after trying to Seeing what it did to the community and trying to save it little by little with the shelter and watching someone he cared for, their them and their family pass like that, he's hurt. I get that. But at the same time, yeah, more should have been done if it was able to, but that's that's a whole nother story. We'll we'll get there. And we've covered that a little bit in the documentaries that we covered. However, the first person that he should have spoke to about this, in my opinion, uh, and this is just talking about the show, but this is hell of a good writing. It's really good writing. The Snowfall is the best. So I'm not critiquing their writing at all. I'm just saying, like, as a character, should have went to Sissy. Should have went to Sissy first. And, you know, he did try to talk to her, but told her about the journalist and the journalist having this information on their family and the CIA connected to them. Then he should have went to Franklin. At least put them on game about the story before you even sung that song. Because Irene, no, you shouldn't have gave her the story. You sh as much as I agree, yeah, this, this poison is it, terrible, he shouldn't have gave the story to Irene. I don't agree with that. 
So, Jerome, he goes to the projects, and he done fired up the grill. He feeding everybody. Even Wanda show up. So, hey, Lee. Like, hey, Wanda, <laughs> you looking um not as bad. You can grab a plate if you want to. <laughs> she she tries to tell him, you know, at first, she's like, yeah, I didn't know that was Franklin Daddy, the shelter you sent me to. And she tries to tell him about Irene. But in true Wanda fashion, she then went way off topic and go to asking for a damn job. And he he talking to her, but when he see the OG show up, he like, you know, get your head gone, Wanda, gone. You know, I already got shot, gone. Because, you know, this is about business right now, and there's still a lot of tension in the air. So when the OG show up, Jerome steps in, and they talk. They talk the same language. They both OGs. And, you know, Jerome offers to pay for the funeral of Fatback to take care of them. And, you know, they, they talk. And that's what Leon needed was an OG to step in for him. And I think that's what Jerome needed at that point because he's been so pushed out of the dark with his own woman and his nephew that he can get that stability and more of that, you know, um, superior on their side of the game with Leon. You know, like him and Leon, they can run their shit the way they want to run it. And I, 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 I liked it that. So we meet, we also meet a few of the OGs, little young goons. We meet the little human calculator. <laughs> he gets to doing them numbers like the little genius and shit. And, you know, they all join forces. They, they talk. They talk it out. They, they negotiate. And they decide to join forces. So, we also see a woman, she's like mean mugging the hell out of, out of, um, Leon. And she also has like some pictures by her home looking like somebody might have passed away. So, I didn't know if that was like a relative or fatbacks or just somebody who family got murdered. So, we get into the next scene and we see Franklin, he meets up when mama sissy at her house and she tells him about the deal she just closed with paul davis they are happy this is the most money she didn't ever made so she is on cloud nine she is feeling like a real businesswoman you know now that she's working with paul davis she, her man he back at home he clean he just had his little sobriety birthday sissy is on cloud nine so we get into the next scene and irene is getting more information from alton she got that recorder on and he is singing we go on to the next scene and we see ivy and reed and they meet up with the banker whose name is martyr and you know with the money that was supposed to be in nicaragua that was 15 million dollars missing so she lets him know like look it was an in, in, you know internal worker who did this the money has been back put and you know we're taking care of it on our end now teddy Teddy might have changed a bit. He might be a cokehead now and an alcoholic and a little bit repulsive, but Teddy is still Teddy. He still has to be in control, and he needs to protect the government at all costs. So he wants to know who was the employee, what is his Social Security number, who was involved, who transferred the money, who transferred it back. He needs to know who was the janitor who cleaned up that night. Teddy needs to know everything. 
And the lady is standing her ground and she like, like I said, we took care of it. And he, he is not having it. He is like, this is totally unacceptable. And he storms out. Alton arrives back home and he just looks in the mirror like he is kind of disgusted in himself. You know, how you just, you know, you just did something you shouldn't have done. And you look in the mirror like, did I do that? And Sissy walks in and she asks him like, you know, where have you been? I called the shelter. They said you left hours ago. So he tells her like, sis, whatever I did, I did it for the family. She get that old sissy puzzle look on her face. And we cut to the next scene and we go over to projects. And Jerome, he got some damn boot camp and the PJ shit happening. <laughs> he like, all right. Look at here, look at here. I ain't y'all damn daddies. You know, he just going straight boot camp mode. Like he training them new soldiers. And and they have recruited all new soldiers, especially from, you know, the OGs. And, you know, while Leon's telling them how everything is about to be rolling, we get a standoff. Some chick roll up looking like she a smoker herself. She pulled a gun out on Leon, and she like, five thousand for your head, dead or alive. Then the human calculator, he come from the back. He pulled a gun out on her. Leon, like, how you gonna get how you gonna get collect? How you gonna collect when you're dead? She get to crying, of course, giving every excuse in the world why she tried to, you know, kill Leon. Lily, being a good-hearted dude, he is. He just like, look, all you have to do is ask. He hands her ass some money. Jerome, being the boss he is, he like, fuck that. He grabs that money. Like, how much you know about this body? Now, that's what I'm talking about, Jerome. We need all the answers we can get. We need to find out who to put this bounty out and what they're looking for, what they want, because we got to protect Lil Lee and our crew at all costs. So, Jerome is asking the questions that need to be asked, and Lil Lee was just getting ready to let her walk off. And who knew who else was going to be coming after him the next day? So, we get into the next scene. And Teddy is on his CIA investigation shit. He trying to find out who took that money. And he, you know, calling around, asking all type of questions. Ivy shows up trying to see if he want to go out for a drink. And he like, nah, I, it's bedtime. I'm going to bed. I'll see you tomorrow, Ivy. And Ivy can tell, like, he know Reed is he know what Reed is up to. Reed is trying to find out who took the money. Reed is trying to go take this in his own hands. And he begs him to reconsider. He like, I know what you're going to do, but Teddy will be Teddy. One moment, guys. I'm going to take me a sip of water. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> So, we go into the next scene. Irene all happy. She on cloud nine. She pouring drinks for her and her baby daddy, Henry. You can't tell Miss Irene nothing. He, <laughs> she goes to hand him a drink. 
She's like, here you go. And he's like, no, no, thank you. No, thank you, Irene. It's time for me to go home tonight. And she is like, this is the one, Henry. This is the story, Henry. This is what I've wanted for all of these years, Henry. And he like, congratulations. She looking like, you could be a little bit more happy for me. He like, Irene, this, my man like, congratulations. I hope this is what you wanted, but you need to be careful with all of this government shit you're trying to expose. And she's so happy she is not trying to hear it. She's like, I know I haven't been the perfect husband. I mean, not the. I know I haven't been the perfect wife. I know I haven't been the perfect mother. But this is what I've been after all of these years. And we see that she might have went through some stuff with the past, with the government. And she goes a little too far. She's one of those real deal old school journalists. That's how they were back in the 80s. And, you know, they went after their stories at all costs. And, you know, he he's scared for her because he knows, like, okay, you happy, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm scared for you, but we share a child together. What if they try to go after her? What if they try to come after me? Like, this is the government. Irene ain't trying to hear that shit. She didn't got the story of a lifetime. She don't care what the hell happened as long as this story get published. So, you know, he my man, like, congratulations, and he leaves. So... After that, the crew, they meet up. We get Louis, Jerome, Peaches, Leon, Franklin. They talking about the bounty on all it um on all they had, basically, not just Leon's, the whole crew. Louis like, following y'all niggas around, it's gonna be the death of me. Louis, now you should watch what you say, child. Sissy walks in looking like she's seen a ghost. And they all just look like, what's wrong? She like, I need to talk to you, Franklin. So it cuts to the next scene intensely. But the look on her face, we we you know, if it was your first time watching it, you just knew Alton and told her everything. Because <laughs> her face, that expression. So Teddy, he goes on a CIA mission. He's sitting in a man's room when he wakes up. And the first thing he asks him, like, did you steal my money? And he injects him with something. So it cuts to the next scene and Franklin goes, you know, to his parents' home. And he is pissed. Alton is kind of like going on and on. He's kind of like fast talking. He like, look, we, Asada Shakur, she's in Cuba. We can go to Cuba. And... <laughs> Franklin, like, I'm not going to fucking Cuba. Like, do you realize what you put us, the type of situation you put us into? Speaking to this journalist, and he like, she said she won't use your name. He like, oh, so it was a woman. And Alton just goes on and on. He's like, we survived the massacres in Africa. We survived enslavement. We survived the Jim Crow area. We survived reconstruction, lynching. You know, we got the intense music going on in the background. And, you know, Franklin kind of jumps in his face. And he's like, what, you going to shoot me? You going to shoot me like you did, Andre? And this is the first time that anybody has ever really said this to him, especially his parents. And he's telling them, like, look son this systematic poisoning that you're doing to our community and before he could even get the full sentence out franklin pistol slaps his ass 
down. He falls down, his head bleeding. Sissy run over there. She's screaming. She trying to grab him, and she trying to. Sissy don't know what she doing, child. And Franklin, he like, don't you ever call me son again. Now get the fuck up. Get the fuck out, Elton. Get the fuck out. You still got Sissy laying there crying. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, y'all. Have y'all ever noticed? Now, I understand Franklin pissed because, you know, Alton and put him in a situation to where, you know, if he pissed Reed off, and it's telling what Reed to do to him and his family. But have y'all noticed the anger that uh, Alton brings out of Franklin? Like, even in, you know, season one, when they had the barbecue, Alton brought out a certain anger in Franklin. I think that's why he even went off on the cops that day when he got hemmed up. That was season one, the barbecue episode, like the 4th of July. Um, then in season two, when he went to jail and, you know, when when Alton came to see him, hell, that's what gave him the strength to go in there and do what Leon said. Go in there, you punch the, you know, he, he, that's what did it. And, you know, that energy he he gives to out and he need to kind of give it to his enemy sometime. But, you know, that was just a deep dive moment. But he he pistol slapped the hell out of Alton. You know, he he told him to get out his mama house. And Sissy's sitting there crying on a couch. She didn't lost her man. And child, that, that, that was a really good scene. That was a really, really good, very well written, very well acted very well seen and i love the intense music in the background which something that snowfall does so beautifully is with the intense music and the, the soundtrack from back in the day they do that very very well so we get into the next scene and teddy has this man tied up this is the banker dude who is supposed to stole the money and Teddy, he gets to playing some music. The dude is begging for, you know, his life. And Teddy begins doing what was very popular back in the day with the CIA. And he does some waterboarding. And waterboarding was very, 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 very popular um, for tortures. And that's how he gets to doing this man. Franklin keeps urgently trying to reach Reed. Teddy but Gustavo you know he's been left in charge so you know every time he answered the phone he like he busy he'll get back with you Gustavo ain't paying no attention that Franklin is saying this is 911 and you know his mind really goes elsewhere when he get the facts and we see Lucia he gets information on her that she didn't have an identity change that she didn't move from New York to Miami so, you know, he really ain't trying to hear nothing Franklin saying. So I imagine that we will see Lucia again. Um, we get into the next scene and we see the cops, Ivy, the banker woman, they all show up to save this banker dude. And Teddy has disappeared out the damn window. Now, this is what makes me think that Ivy was in on the plan the whole time. Like, you know, Ivy was in on this some way because they just wasn't going to all show up to this banker dude's home who it was an internal when they were taking care of it. He'd been fired. They didn't show up. Ivy was in on it too. It was something else going on with that. So we go into the next scene 
And you know, after you done had a long, rough day, and you just want some comfort. Franklin goes for that comfort, and he goes over to T's house. She sits him down between her legs. She get the grease in that scalp, you know, giving him a different type of comfort, you know. And he likes he. I think we in real trouble. And she's just sitting there like, yeah, tell me everything, Franklin. Let me grease your scalp for you. We get into the last and final scene. And it goes off with Alton's voice on the recording telling everything. And shows Irene typing away. The very last scene is them um, showing the editor's room at the paper. So we know when we get to episode eight, the story will be everywhere. That was my recap for Snowfall, season four, episode seven, titled Through a Glass Darkly. I hope you guys enjoyed this recap, and I hope you guys continue to come back for three more weeks of our Snowfall on Fridays. It does conclude on February 4th, so we have three more Fridays of episode 8, 9, and 10, and then February 23rd, we will do our Snowfall. It'll be back for season five, and I'm going to give my predictions of what I think is going to happen, and you know, a couple things that I've read up on the show for this season. However, we will not do that until we conclude with episode 10. Um, I'm excited about it. Like I said, I'll be on every Thursday with my recap. I am so excited about it. I'm going to be at the edge of my seat because, like, I'm a Snowfall fanatic. I love Snowfall. So I cannot wait. Um, I have enjoyed every one of these Fridays uh, talking about it. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as well. Don't forget to come back on Sunday. We will do Power Book 2, Ghost. That is episode 7. So that's almost concluded as well. And then we got our Tommy coming out. So we got shows. You know, 50 Cent himself keeps us busy over here because we recap everything he do. We, we, we support everything 50 Cent. We support everything stars. So, you know, as long as they dropping shows like that, that's giving us content with them as well. So, um, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do with the Florence Brothers shows by on this platform on how we cover Narcos Heavy, baby, he better do this one right, which he will, he will, but I cannot wait because he like the Florence Brother, that's going to be his, you know, their version of their Narcos, so they better come correct because, you know, Narcos, they set the bar up high. So, happy Friday. I holler at you guys Sunday. And it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.